0: Welcome back. Welcome in. This is Country Roads Confidential at earsports.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. Here to talk about a win today with Chris Anderson. Chris, 5-3. and three, get a winning record out of five games and five Saturdays where it seemed like maybe they were taking on water toward the end. They can't finish worse than 500 in the regular season. They matched last season's win total. They have a lot, There's a whole lot of momentum because of what happened for Six minutes today, and if we're being honest for what happened in probably about 12 minutes in the middle of the first quarter and second quarter, but certainly the
1: way they played the second half on defense um, brought this one home. Uh, yeah, you're right. It is nice, clean, tidy, but can we talk about the, the most important thing from today? Hit me. A three-hour football game, Michael. L- love A it. three-hour football game. I, could not, I couldn't believe my eyes when the first half ended in like an hour and 25 minutes. Everybody going with, you know, eight minute drives. I think the first drive for West Virginia was almost eight minutes long, ended in a field goal. It felt very big tennis, and I was okay with that. Just kind of, I think, and I think Neil Brown was okay with that because all he wanted to do was just kind of, it, it felt so much like that Kansas State game. And he kind of alluded to it afterwards of just complete domination and no real fear of TCU being able to put up 20 points unless West Virginia screwed up in some crazy way. And so it was just, let's bleed the clock. Let's run the ball. Let's end this game and go home. Um, and I think West Virginia fans are, are glad to do that right now.
0: Yeah. Two things that Brown talked about after the game. I want to combine them and bounce this mm-hmm. off of you. He said, one, what you put in the field, what you put on tape matters. And I think that's a nod at they've had some sloppy performances where they've won and people haven't been too happy. I'm looking at Baylor, for example. Um, to some extent, Candace, because I don't think that was aesthetically pleasing or like the margin of victory of the emphatic style that people imagined. Also, the way they've lost some sloppy moments there, too. So, again, what you put in the field, what you put on film matters. Today answers every question about who they are and what they put on film. But also, I asked them a question that circled back to something I wrote last week and my three things I think, three things I know. And I think it was hard to see last week. It's easier to see now. But we had evidence, and we have more now, that they're really good at playing their game. It, it might not be the right game. It might not, I mean, long-term. I'm not sure you can have a team that's going to ride a running game in defense and win in this conference. I'm not sure that you could bank on allowing six points or one touchdown or whatever week in and week out in this conference. I don't think that you can bank on winning with 24 points, even at home. But if you look first game to today, even in their losses, Even in their runaway wins, they play their game. Things have varied. There have been extremes where they've won by more or they've lost the game. But it's not like they're driving on the wrong side of the road. It's not like they're erratic or unpredictable. They're predictable, which is good. And I think when you're trying to put culture into place, I hate saying culture, so I'm using air quotes. But you're certainly trying to get identities and trademarks and characteristics and consistency. If you don't have to worry about what team is going to show up and what you can count on, if you know that you're going to be able to count on a couple of trademarks every game, man, it's a whole lot easier to build off
1: of that foundation. It, I, I think consistency is important. And for them to be able to dictate this, because as you noted, know, even in the losses, I think the games have, for the most part, still gone the way West Virginia wants them to. Right, right. And they're they're dictating that. And that means something. If you can... Force the other team almost every game, maybe even every game, depending on if you count like Texas Tech. If you can force the other team to play your game every game, that means something, and that's that's a very positive sign. And you're you're right; it hasn't always worked out. Uh, I don't know if it's sustainable long term because I mean, to, to do this, you basically have to have an otherworldly defense um, next year as well, and and mm. that might be difficult to do, but it is uh it's impressive that they they can force these teams into playing this type of game with them. We're going to find out how much it's worth. They get a week to heal
0: in the game plan. And again, I I think that Oklahoma is it can be a vulnerable team. They've not had they seen a defense like West Virginia's. No. Right. No way. No. And they're coming here and I listen, they they're not going to score 56 points, you know, and I would be surprised they came in and bullied West Virginia even though West Virginia's not necessarily an experienced or old or, or mature team. But if you remember 2016, West Virginia had a team that won 10 games and got embarrassed and got pulled out of their cleats, was down 34, nothing was getting intimidated and bullied by Oklahoma. I would be shocked if that happened with this team. I think that there's some strong personalities and strong players on both sides of the ball, young or old. So I don't think that's going to happen. And I just know that they're going to, they're going to have a track meet on Mountaineer field. And then Iowa state, I don't know. Do they scare you? they will scare me. You know, I think that they can score points and they can win games, I guess, but I just don't see them coming in and outclassing West Virginia with its offense against West Virginia's defense. So, hey, you've you boiled it down here. Your you're two games above 500, I don't want to say house money, but listen, you're not going to win the Big 12. I get that, but you can make this thing really interesting and you can catapult yourself into something pretty grand when you consider about where things were
1: seven days ago or even three weeks ago. I think preseason Chris might have been upset about you saying Iowa State couldn't outclass WVU, <laughs> but uh, I am in a full agreement right now. I, I think this is, again, Oklahoma, you, you got to be worried about that because they I feel like they're hitting their stride. They've won yep. four in a row. Their offense yep. looks good. Um, but I don't know. It, it just seems like it feels like West Virginia can, can stick and play with just about anybody. I'm not sure there's a type of team a type of offense or a type of defense that's going to, I guess we'll just stick with type of offense. That's going to just completely worry and, and blow out this defense. So I think it it can always be a game that, that West Virginia has a chance of winning. Uh, Yeah. Listen, they
0: might score 24 points against Oklahoma and against Iowa state and lose by two scores, two touchdowns, even I get that, but I just, I don't see a, a runaway train here. And, but I will say this, what concerns me today I'm not being negative here, but they look great their first two possessions. And under duress, too. Like, they did not want to start the game on the one-yard line. And they did. And I'm imagining that they had to put their initial game plan to the side and then get to it. So you have to run plan B to get to plan A. They did. They scored a 15-play 99-yard drive. Second drive, six plays, 75 yards. They run a great kind of a gadget play a little bit. Fake screen, go, touchdown. And after that, punt, punt, field goal on a 12-play 50-yard drive. Punt, punt, touchdown after a botched fumble or a botched punt, fumble. Missed a field goal, punted, hot start, fizzled. But again, what do you want to do to TCU? Get in a lead, get out in front, don't play from behind. They've done that way too much this year, even if it's for brief stretches. But they got in the front, and, and they basically said, listen, Duggan's not going to beat us, and Duggan did not beat him. And they played smart on offense, um, not ambitious or out of control, didn't yak the end of the first half. That was good. And got a field goal, got points, and then waited for the other team to make a mistake, which TC was bound to do. It just happened to happen on special teams instead of offense. But hey, that's that's good enough right now. Listen, you're not gonna you're not gonna score 51 and blow teams out as past iterations of West Virginia has done. But this team can win a certain game, and it did. I don't. I listen. That's a, that's a fine Saturday at
1: Mountain Field. Uh, I think you, you put it cor- correctly early on. I can't remember if you tweeted it or put it on the board, but uh, uh, Duggan had some some a whiff of will howard strong to today a strong whiff of will howard today and, and again this is why i i asked rtcu so i said what is duggan is he the answer because he i just feel like one day i think he is like gonna be the, the the class of the big 12 like the best quarterback in the league in a year and then the next day i see a game like this and i'm thinking they got to go out and recruit another quarterback because he's he's not the answer um i don't i don't I guess we won't know. And I guess, I guess that's why uh, TCU is now sitting at three and four on the season. Can we talk about their quarterbacks in the future, by the way? Just get out of here. Oh, I forgot you told me about this. Yeah. Please, please, please enlighten everyone. Uh, listen, Alexander Honig, who is a three
0: star from Germany that you and I saw.
1: Good looking, too, physically tools-y.
0: good looking. Yeah. Toolsy. Um, and then the best player from Daphne, Alabama since Coley White. Who was the best player from Daphne since Pat White, but they have Trent Battle, who I'm guessing is going to be a quarterback. He's got his team deep in the playoffs in Alabama, but two different guys, 165-230, 161-200 is a dual threat guy. I don't think they know what they're going to do at the quarterback position right now. And you can kind of see that today where they were in between like, we might be able to do something on the ground with this guy. Oh, we can't. We better probably spread it out and throw. Oh, we can't do that either. And again, that's a team that has a significant shutout streak. They haven't been shut out since 1991, I think. It's the second longest active streak, fourth longest streak of all time. No touchdowns today. Um, first time since 2016 that hasn't happened. So what what happened to TCU here a couple of years ago, and they lost 47-10. to 10, That was the worst loss in the Gary Patterson era. What happened today doesn't happen. This team scores touchdowns, um, and they looked lost at times. They looked like they did not have a solution for – what West Virginia was doing, and more importantly, who, the, who West Virginia had on the field. They couldn't do anything about low and fields in the middle of the field, and then West Virginia's secondary, especially their safeties, were, were terrific today.
1: Yeah, I, something that caught my eye, I, I didn't even think about it. I wrote about it a week ago uh, when I introduced that Tuesday morning quarterback, and I said my, my early key to winning the game, score first. Because TCU is 119 and 26 when they score first, and 56 and 47 when they don't. It wasn't looking good early when TCU got to the 35. Which let's—I don't want to get deviated off this point for, but we'll—we'll we'll come back to it in just a second. But and then West Virginia has to go 99 yards, and they actually ended up with 104 yards on that drive <laughs> because of the false start. I mean, they don't technically get credit for a 104-yard drive, but they get a credit for 104 yards of offense uh, there. So that's pretty amazing. But can we talk about some of these Gary Patterson decisions on on these third downs and fourth downs in in betweener territory here? I thought it was a big, big difference in the game because that was that was it was a third and seven, third and third and something, was... and and they just chucked it, and it was like why just yep. get get three or four, and then you got fourth and two, and and then you definitely go for it. And they had another at least one other situation like that as well. I have three
0: during the game, first quarter. Third and nine from the West Virginia thirty-five. This is four down territory. If you're third, if you're fourth, and manageable, right? Okay,
1: that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. So I thought yeah, it was per- seven, but nine. Yeah. All right. So or perhaps
0: one. perhaps you get perhaps you get six yards and you're okay with a, a forty-six yard field goal. I don't know. Really? I don't know their kicker, but like he looks like he's good. But you're doing something with it. Give yourself a chance to make a decision on four down. Incomplete pass. Later, West Virginia is defending its forty-five.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Third and seven incomplete pass that is late in the first half and then third quarter third and six at the 45 the game is not out of reach right now i believe it's 17-6 at this point uh third and six incomplete pass and they have to punt so three third and third and let's let's say third and the goal is to get fourth and manageable right it's not third Mm -hmm. and goal but third and with the goal and both times pass 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 incomplete, incomplete 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 punt 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 and Again, where's the ambition? Where's the creativity? There, if you're gonna go on the road and win a game, um, didn't do it. Never really once went out there. I saw no trip plays, not one fourth down attempt. Um, pretty, pretty buttoned down approach in TCU, and there, I just don't think that offense is good enough to
1: be buttoned down. No, you, you got to get creative, and I thought they they needed to get outside more. And they they had one good run from Duggan going to the outside, and then that was about it. And and you know, kudos to. West Virginia defense not just the linebackers but also the safeties coming up and making plays I mean Tyke Smith that first drive like <laughs> he was all over the place I think he had 3 tackles within a yard of the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. uh there was a play in the second half and I said circle this play right now it was second down and, and TCU I think was in the 40ish yard area on 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 positive side on West Virginia side of the field and it's 7 yeah, 17-6 tcu's driving they're getting a little momentum they do a little hit to tay barber who's taking it for an in and around to the outside and the two guys that are out there are being perfectly blocked they're blocked mahone shifts right but to slips right between them and if mahone doesn't make this tackle i'm pretty certain barber's scoring at the very least he's getting a huge chunk of yards but i'm pretty sure he's scoring and then all of a sudden it's 17 13 everybody on the west virginia sidelines tightening up a little bit it's getting a little scary. Instead, Mahone splits right through, grabs his ankle, trips him, no gain, and then, again, I think it was one of the plays you are talking about, third and six, and instead of trying to run it, they passed it and then punted it, and then West Virginia's going from there.
0: I want to say all three of those throws were stretch throws, too. It's not like it was a screen or something that was like controllable or high, high percentage. It was a, a push or a stretch or a vertical shot, and he, I don't think he has that club in his bag when you're playing defense. Like the way that West Virginia was too, um, and again they they were on the field for 25 minutes and 40 seconds, just 63 plays. I think West yeah West Virginia had 63 plays too, but West Virginia was on the field for 10 more minutes. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, they were just they're just more effective. Eight for 15 on third down, and I think they ended with an 0 for five stretch. So they were eight for 10 on third down at one point. They were they were good in offense, and again just just smart, not not explosive, not good. Even the good stuff. Was kind of, kind of, you know, white knuckle moments. I'm thinking about the screen and go to Simmons that was kind of underthrown. They they certainly had a a touchdown throw to Winston Wright. I want to say on the first drive once they got off the goal line, yeah, they got a first down and and tried to shoot the moon right away and Winston Wright's open and it, it just wobbles. It doesn't get there. Even the catch that Wright makes is kind of he's juggling a little bit. It goes to review, but you look at it and and it's it's. Kind of a domination you know plus 100 in yards plus 10 minutes in time of possession you know really good on third down and then
1: not to not to put too fine of a point on it but got in the red zone twice and scored twice it's good can i bring up uh go back to that third down did you know that this was the first time all season at least against fbs opponents i don't know what they did against eastern kentucky but first time that west virginia has converted more than 50 percent of their third down attempts on offense is that so and they've had a big number of third downs this year too. and and it was also one of their worst on down to on distance to go on third down they had to go an average of 8.1 yards today oh, on third down and still converted uh 8 of 15 53.3 um, percent they were good that was like, like i said i efficient i think is a good word and just efficient got those first downs extended drives um And that was it. I I, One, two, ten total drives. That's got to be, if that's not the lowest, that's one of the second lowest of the year. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. um, They're they're sort of a roulette backfield. We talked about their three running backs. They also gave a fourth one that we never even talked about. um, De Mercado, he got in early, but... Three carries for Barlow, who's our leading rusher. De Mercado got five. Zach Evans, just four. It didn't look like a factor at all. Kendrick Miller gets eight, and he was good, but he only got eight. And he got yeah. he got loose a little bit and was feeling good in the middle of the game and then just kind of disappeared. But look at this. Um, 161 yards passing, 16 completions, 13 incompletions. And, again, West Virginia has a lot to do with that, including interception. Um, 161 yards passing. 52 is on one just goofy player. The game's out of reach anyways. It doesn't matter. So pretty quiet passing, and then their longest run is 19 yards. That was isolated, and that's one of those again that got him a first down, that got him into a third down where they ended up punting instead. Uh, Duggan, 10 carries for 19 yards. His long was 15. So they pretty much kept him quiet all game. Uh, apart from a shutout, I, I don't know that they can re- they, they can realistically play defense better than they did today.
1: No, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, and and it was. Real, I don't want to say it was a centralized effort, but I think a lot of you know, the focus was on that middle of the field. And Neil Brown kind of pointed out the middle of the field, and you look at the tackle stats, mm-hmm. there's Fields 14, X3 low, 12, yep. Ty- Tyke Smith 9, Adai 8, and then nobody else with more than 4. Th- those four guys were just kind of involved in every single play, flying all over the place. Dante still has one tackle, and I thought he was great. Yeah, and that, that one tackle, what was that? Like the the big boy in two or three uh, <laughs> blockers and getting right back there for like a four yard loss on first and goal. That was yep. a pretty big play. Yeah,
0: he was good. I, I, I'd be curious to see some grades here because you have some low number guys, but like Darius Stills was good early on. Uh, Tonkery, I'm not sure, but I feel like he, he got home a little bit. But Bartlett seemed like he was good and he didn't even have a stat. Yeah. So I don't know. I'd be curious to see how this goes. But again, just a collective effort is really good. Um, let's go to the TCU side in their defense. We kind of talked about the question marks they had at cornerback. That was uh, that was enumerated often by the play-by-play team, who I believe had maybe seen a West Virginia game before, but I'm not positive. <laughs> uh, but here's the good. We knew that Garrett Wallace was good. He is. We knew that Moerig is good. He's really good. He, uh, unfortunate good. for him. Uh, yeah, great. Unfortunate for him, he has the fumble. But um, they had a, a soft sieve. I don't know, vulnerable, susceptible, secondary because of their cornerback issues. Uh, I thought the two corners, especially Caesar, played pretty well once he got going and got acclimated again, the game. But they take a blow when uh, our Darius Washington has a pretty scary play where he's trying to make a play, comes in kind of loose and out of control, gets kneed in the head, um, and they lose a the guy. But we we said this, if if they couldn't – I'm trying to think of what your phrase was. If they couldn't get the passing game going, they should throw it in the river. Is that what you said? It's something like that. Uh, yeah. It, but, yeah. Hey, good enough today. They took advantage of some openings. They created some shots for themselves. They took advantage of some of some stuff. Nineteen for twenty-six isn't bad. Two twelve, two touchdowns, but uh, they they didn't have to, and they did not pass the ball for the final quarter of the game. Um, so, for really, what's a, what's essentially three quarters work, that's fine. And th- and they found some matchups, and they and they created some openings. They got guys open. Hey, good enough.
1: Wait, is that accurate? Did not throw in the whole fourth quarter. It just feels like they didn't, right? Yeah, I mean, I think you're probably right. If it's not as close or it was a dinky little pass. But, yeah, I think um, the, you know, what what he was 212, 212 yards, two touchdowns, if if it turned into that type of game where he would have needed to have passed more, I think it could have ended up being, you know, easily 300 plus, three, four touchdowns. I think he definitely could have done that. I think, again, efficiency, 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 that's what we're looking for here. That's what they did. So, um, yeah, it was solid. Again, you got to you, you better be solid even when you're facing a TCU defense that's trotting out third and fourth stringers at cornerback and um, again loses one of their their starting safeties in the middle of the game. So you got to be able to move the ball when you're presented with those opportunities. Um, uh, to start on Dagi, those early out throws the best best out throws he's had all year because that's been yeah. my big my, everybody's big knock on him about his throws like anything that's that's deep or to the outside he struggled with throwing but um they weren't the best ever timing still is an issue I think he really ha- he needs to he needs to trust his receivers I know that's probably asking a lot considering some of the issues that the receivers have had this year but he needs to throw he needs to throw the ball to the area before the receiver is open yep, yep. he's throwing it after the receiver is open and that's too late <laughs> once you get to that point it's it's too late if they if you're facing a good defense uh that tj simmons touchdown he should have thrown that a, a full second and a half earlier i think and and he would have been you know waltzing into the end zone without being touched and tj simmons kind of gets stops has to wait on it and gets crunched by two defenders so it makes he, it's a good play though good hands on that really one. yeah that, that's that's just a great play by him cause to come back and get that knowing that he's just about to get hit and and not flinching really
0: Daggy's two for two for forty six yards and the touchdown pass to Simmons in the fourth quarter and everything after that was just run 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 get out of get out of town and yeah. get a win. I guess get out of the stadium here in town but uh, they were zero for three on third down and again over five to end the game but again the damage is done there they got in the front and they played it and you're right like too many teams have a lead on them when their defense is too good for that and their offense isn't good enough for that even if it's small stuff seven nothing three nothing the game's not over I get that but they're they're a different and a better team when they get out in front we saw that now too so that's good um
1: hey. We're
0: deep into this, and we have not mentioned Letty Brown. The I guess quietest, he's okay.
1: The, the quietest 156-yard game you've ever seen? I guess he's okay. 24
0: carries, too. It's not like he got it on, like, 12 or 16. And he had three big chunk runs, 30, 31, and 34. Um, but 24 carries, 156 yards. He, I don't think he had the, the leg to endure and pull away from guys. And, and it looked like he was trying to find the sideline sometimes, which, hey, that's fine. When you're good enough to do what you did today— I need you on the field, man. I don't need you trying to win you know, races and, and pulling up and, and having to come out of the game. Um, l- listen, he answered the bell. Whatever he did Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, heck, whatever he did Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday morning, kudos to him. He was there for his team, and they needed him today. Uh, I don't think you can say enough about what he did on the field, but also what he did during the week to make sure he could be on the field.
1: Yeah, uh, you could I, – I, I, I felt like I could see it when he busted a couple of those outside, and it was just like, no, he's definitely not breaking away. On this one get you know uh, he's not getting past the pursuit angles on those but 156 yards Mm -hmm. and what I'm looking at now only his performance against Kansas earlier this year the only two times a West Virginia running back has run for 150 plus since 2016 in the last four seasons and uh, again we buried it until whatever the 30-minute mark of this podcast and I think that's fair, because I think it's like the, the fourth or fifth most important thing that we're going to talk about from, from this game today, which do you, is, do I you don't know so? what that means.
0: Because I, I feel like he was significant. Like he just it just, I'll say this, it seemed like a relief that like they had a plan, I'm sure, if he couldn't do what he did, but that's not their best plan. And that's something that they have probably not used very much. And when they do, you see the Texas game, for example. And also, if plan A doesn't work, Sinkfield, seven carries, 15 yards today. So plan B, you're not highly confident. I just felt like when he hit that first one for I think it was 34, everybody's went, oh, whew. all right, he's forced, forced fine. We're gonna be okay. We're gonna stick with plan A. We don't have to worry about you know ad libbing here or doing anything. Um, You're right. Significance of the defense of of many other things are on the level of this, but just the fact that he was there and they knew they didn't have to shift into another gear. Because again, this this team plays this game, and if you if you have to do something different to get into your lane, I just feel like they're not comfortable with that. And that he was there it was just a really
1: good sign too. Um, Let's go to Sinkfield. Where are we on this? I don't know. I, I, I want to go back and review uh, the postgame with Neil Brown because... He said he was really good. He said he was really good, and then he picked up the piece of paper, which I presume was a stat sheet. And I'm wondering if he then picked that up and looked and saw seven carries for 15 yards. Um, and, and if he wanted to recant that statement or or what i'm not sure because no i don't and it's it's weird because before the game i said you know we'll know whether alex singfield is is ready and the guy off like his first run because I, I feel like you could kind of tell if he has it that day based off the first run and the first one was his basically his only good run of the entire day i think that was the six yard game and he kind of made a quick cut his feet were, were quick he got up field quick and then it was all downhill from there. You know, it was a six-yard gain. And then he got three carries for three yards at the end. And then, uh, you know, on that final drive just to run out the clock. But, man, I, I don't think it's the answer. I think you got to start. Uh, some, some of those younger guys might need to get get some reps here soon. I was very surprised that Sparrow wasn't in at the end of the game. Yeah.
0: I just thought that was the time to put him in. And hey, we, we repped you at two a lot this week. Here's your carrot. Go out and you know, handle this series and see what you can do. And and again, like they, they kind of went empty. They got that twenty four six lead and they get the pick on the goal line. Hey, that team wants to run the ball and and just get to the locker room. And there's like four or five minutes left, I forget, and punted it right back because Sinkfield couldn't do it and they got it back again. I'm just thinking this is this is a strange spot too. So I don't know. I uh, also want to say this Sam James, mm-hmm. pretty good special teams player. Yeah like he's that's two games in a row where you've noticed him down there too, getting loose and going down and, and tracking things down and making plays. I think at a tackle last week, he down the ball inside the one today that that guy could sulk. He could be upset about having to play on special teams to, to, you know, get a helmet or to play, I don't know, 10, 12 snaps, get one catch, one carry at uh, least he's mattering. And it seems like he's having some sort of progress overall. I mean, the, the, the small victories on special teams, maybe that gets you something on offense. I don't know. They try to get him a run play later on in the game. I'm not sure, but that's twice in a row where a guy that you don't expect to be doing stuff like that did something. So, so that's probably pretty good right
1: there. Um, I don't know. And another thing, po- another positive, something we haven't really seen much this year the the quick change, the quick turnaround after a touchdown after a yeah. turnover. Yep. You know, Neil Brown's been 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 pretty upset about that in the past, noting that when they are getting turnovers, they're not capitalizing much less quickly. And they went for it. That was they got that first turnover after the muffed punt. Uh, that was the Sam James run you're talking about. I think they tried to get him in the round on the similar run as the yep. TJ Simmons thing. And when that didn't work, then Dagi hit Simmons for the touchdown. And that was that. That's the kind of thing that just kind of puts a dagger in the game. And yeah, I'm not sure if TC was going to score two touchdowns there in the fourth quarter, but it wasn't out of the question. But as soon as they were able to get that muffed punt and just kind of step on the neck so to speak that was it they do they do two things
0: i'm always su- surprised that a defense doesn't know how to um stop and you pointed one of these out too when they when they move a guy left to right near the goal line and they have a tight end attached that ball is going to Letty brown on a yes.
1: player how, the, how does gary patterson who is known for defense like all his life not know that that's coming like we were calling that where i was sitting
0: and watching it so that was good and then this is to west virginia's credit when they put three receivers on the open field side, either the slot is going to get a fade like Simmons scored on, or they're going to run the inside guy on an out underneath. And we've seen we've seen Reece Smith do this. We've seen I'm I'm trying to think of who it was today. It might have it might have been Simmons again. I'm not sure, but the inside most receiver is going to have two guys left, and they're all going to run deep. You got to worry about the slot guy going deep because they like to do that. But that the inside guy will just square out. And Daggy made that throw a couple times today. It's in his bag. That's good too. But that's that's harder to guard. The brown thing inside the fifteen twenty—it's it, an automatic. You have to guard that, and it just didn't happen. It set up a touchdown today too. Uh,
1: Dagi again scoring in the red zone too. Yeah. Hey Mike, I got a question for you on that Letty Brown thing. Is it possible? Do you know if it's uh, NCAA against NCAA rules? Can Gary Patterson uh, fine a graduate assistant his stipend for not missing that during <laughs> film review? It could that's that's their job. Uh, have. They have to f- figure that out.
0: One thing I want to think—I I, want to keep an eye on too the shift from shotgun to under center and hand it off to Simmons. Mm-hmm. He's going to throw that ball this year. You think Simmons is going to throw it? I think he's going to throw it in the red zone. Like They're going to get that like on the 16 yard line. And you're going to see that on film be like, wait a minute, when they do that, we know they're going to run the, the jet sweep. Oh, here comes one. And what happens? There's two tight ends who are outside leaking on that. Very easy for those two, either a Lachlan or, or um, Banks, Banks to run a vertical route and get open and turn that into a, you know eligible receiver. You're not going to be illegal downfield. That's that's like candy, I think. If you want to do it, so, I can see it. But I mean, it.
1: inside inside the thirty, Mike. Is this, is this going to cause a problem with you and Neil Brown again? Is this something you got to run closer to midfield? Hey, let's let's close on this <laughs> exquisite management at the end of the first half today.
0: Absolutely, no hey. problems with that. You're up. You're in no danger. Don't invite it. Use your timeouts. I mean, he used three on a drive. I don't think he used one in the second half, did he?
1: Uh, yes. One on the, oh, yeah, punt, yeah, yeah. the punt team at the end. Can you believe it? Another yeah. second half non-defensive touchdown or <laughs> timeout? It's driving me nuts. Yeah. I was no. getting the texts of like, uh-oh, here we go.
0: Like They took possession with I forget what, it was like 525 left or whatever. And they're moving like, Mike, what's going to happen? I'm like, I don't know. I'm leaning in though. Let's see. And it was fine. You got your three timeouts because you know that's your last possession. You're not thinking you're going to get it back because TCU is not going to do anything. They're going to do what they basically did and go to halftime. But that was fine. So it's, it's not within reason for them to actually – smoothly get in the locker room you could feel good about that too a lot to feel good about today
1: and and as you were mentioning that move the hey we're up 14-3 we get the ball to start the second half we have completely shut them down let's just take it easy don't do anything stupid that is more in line with that line of thinking of our defense is going to win this game and instead of you know flip-flopping back and forth of what you're kind of mindset is on the game there and, and that was right in line with how it was going and how you view this team
0: all good in morgantown today certainly different than uh, a week ago in austin texas and now a week to to heal to refine and to prepare for certainly the fiercest offensive challenge they'll see oklahoma is on a roll um has not lost to west virginia since west virginia joined the big 12 so i think we'll know what we'll be talking about right about next week and we have um, a lot of time to get ready for that one and a lot of basketball to get to, too. So tomorrow morning, standard stuff. Chris, you'll have your power rankings, uh, plays to change the game. I'll have three things, I think, and no. We'll get into some snap counts. There are probably some pretty interesting numbers today on offense and defense, I think, too. So, mm-hmm. listen, a lot to devour after,
1: again, a pretty good Saturday at Mountaineer Field. Yeah, it'll be a big week and then we'll we'll move into the bye week. I think we're still going to get uh access to Neil Brown on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. We'll we'll get Neil Brown. I think probably get player's assistance maybe uh and then basketball, basketball, basketball. A lot of stuff for basketball. We'll take a look at the last two weeks of the season, what's to come after that and go from there. And uh, recruiting's going to pick back up too. You know how it gets when a bye when a bye week comes. Uh they'll be out recruiting, so look for some recruiting news as well. A crisp football game today. Crisp podcast. We're at 32-32 right now. Shut Let's it down. Let's wrap it up.
0: Yeah, shut it down. We're going we're gonna to run out the clock here, too, and get out of here. So until next time, I'm Mike Zazza. And I'm Chris Anderson. We'll talk to you later.